Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This message comes from NPR sponsor Farrar Strauss and Giroux publisher of The Last Great Road Bum, the new book by Hector Tobar that the New York Times book review calls a hybrid narrative of travel, rebellion, swagger, restlessness, and indignation. And the Wall Street Journal hails a triumphant arrival. Available wherever books are sold. Hey, what is up everybody? It's Animac here from the YouTube and Twitch channel Anime Uproar and welcome to a brand new episode of the Rank Cafe Anime Podcast. My favorite podcast, Briggs' favorite podcast, and at least four other people have said that they like it, so we are in good company. Joining me today, we have my good friend, co-host Briggs from All the Anime. Hey, always good to be here, and I agree, this is definitely my favorite podcast. Excellent. I'm biased. We also have Dakota Broski from the Dakota Broski YouTube channel. Hey, how's it going, guys? Dakota Broski here uh, to excitedly talk about anime and anime things as if it was an anime channel. Yes. Man, it, you sound like a guy who should have a podcast. <laughs> I, I do. I never do it, though. But I do. <laughs> a great podcasting voice, Dakota Broski. And also joining us today, we have Axelian from the Axelian youtube channel hey guys uh, out of all the podcasts i'm on right now this is definitely my favorite Ooh, yeah. a man of taste and culture at this very moment yes correct exactly that is definitely true nux is not here today he had some family stuff to do but he will be back next week hopefully and today the topic is anime that will make you smarter so we're talking about anime to make you think anime to teach you a lot of stuff anime that are more than just you know Surface level fun, anime that are deep, bro. Deep anime that inspire you to like try to gain that knowledge. Knowledge. Ship. I'm here in my and garage. You see that Lamborghini? Here. I just got that. But you know what Yo. is really valuable, bro? Knowledge. Knowledge. I'm sitting here with my anime knowledge. Ty Lopez right. is the best. I anime. We, I, Dakota said he had something he wanted to talk about, and he doesn't want any of us to steal it. So I think yeah. we should send. So it to Dakota, the you can start, bro. We'll let you. I've also we'll have do it. thought of nothing to talk about in this podcast. So please start us off. All right. So in my in my definition of anime that makes me smarter, um, I, I go by two things: one, anime that inspires me to learn more about a certain subject, and two, anime that will teach me something. Uh, so this anime did one of the things, and that is. Spice and Wolf. Oh, cool. So I will say Spice and Wolf because it's, um, I don't know, I went in expecting naked, furry, hot waifu, and I came out economics. 
And <laughs> actually, it teaches you a lot about, like, honestly, um, about trade and about your own currency, if you compare uh, with their currency to yours, and how, like, stuff will just go out of style. Um, so I appreciate Spicy Wolf for that. Um, also, like, how to, like, bargain a deal if you were, like, in business. It's, like, how to sell your product and how to... Um, I guess uh, get others to sell it, and if you know that your stock is going bad, how to get out and start a new. So I don't know, it was pretty fun. It was a lot of hot waifu, but a lot of economics really. So it it, 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 it brought you in with the hot waifu, had the hot waifu, but then yeah, it baited me. It yeah, totally baited me. Spice and Wolf is fantastic. Even just like the dialogue itself is a lot more mature than your common anime. Um, oh yeah. As someone who's taken more economics courses than I would like to. Uh, have taken it was actually it was very very well done mm -hmm. yeah and i think a lot of the time economics courses are way too abstract and almost mm -hmm. to the point where it's like this is ridiculous and doesn't make any sense stop trying to predict the market because you fail every time but in terms of spice and wolf and i also love the relationship between lawrence and holo oh, but so good. i think in terms of the economics there it's a very like you know practical way that they introduce you to it and it's like, yeah, this is real world stuff that's useful. Not like, well, if you look at this equation, it might help you predict the stock price in a month, but it definitely won't. <laughs> Nobody mentioned sales at work. Oh, I, saw I saw lost pause in the comment section. And I'm like, nobody <laughs> mentioned it. <laughs> All right, Axel, since you're the guest, you can start us off as well. Uh, so speaking of practical shows that kind of make you want to uh, learn more about a topic, I think that the best example is Food Wars. Mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> yeah. 100%. 100%. So on top of having a lot of uh, plot everywhere, there's this like, it just shows you all these little things about cooking that you wouldn't really think about. And I've kind of taken a lot of them. I've actually like tried some of the recipes as well, which has been fun to do with like some friends who watch it. And like just going from there, I've started cooking a lot more because I really didn't cook before I started watching that. So it was just like a good jumping off point for me. Wait, Food Wars is about cooking? Uh, sometimes. Okay. <laughs> Adam, where are you? At the you end of it, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not far. All the tentacles and everything else. It Honey squid. Get to, sorry, yeah. yeah. Uh, it does eventually get to cooking. No, I mean, it does have cooking, but it's, it's, not, it's not the cooking that interests me. It's the reactions of the women. Yeah. Or men. It's all I mean, yeah. Like personally, I'm interested in the women, but yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying, I like how they they do the fan service for both, both, you know. And speaking of jacked men, I know what anime I'm talking about. As a Chad lad, I wasn't sure what I was going to talk about for anime that'll make you smarter, but I have how heavy are the dumbbells you lift? Okay, <laughs> start us off with that one. Oh like, no! Honestly, they actually do a fantastic job. Like, there's not a lot of uh, plot or story other than just a girl who wants to get in shape and join the gym. And it's literally a way of just making otaku or people in Japan like learn about working out through anime girls. And they do a fantastic job just like explaining how to start off. They talk about dieting and like extreme diets don't work. They talk about the importance of like compound movements and lifts, like pretty much just lifts that you like work a lot of muscle, like mu mu different muscle groups versus like isolating, like just with like curls and stuff. A lot of people like are intimidated to go to the gym because they don't know what to do. And I think. This dumbbell anime does does actually it gives you a starting job. place. It really does give you a starting place. Yeah, I feel like for what we're, what I'm picking up here is that anime tricks you with waifus and it's like learn stuff now. Yeah, that was uh, that was three in a row, right? 
John, thank you for the 200 bits. Um, yeah, it's funny. Lost Pause, our boy, in the comments mentioned that he knows everything from Dumbbells already, but he th thinks it's still a good anime. But yeah, I mean, little little do people know that Lost Pause is actually jacked and ripped as fuck, bro. Like you, well, you don't, um, you know. I'd like to say, yeah, I was the same way. I kind of knew everything as well, like the whole static stretching versus dynamic stretching. Like pretty much everything they said, I I knew, but a lot of people don't know that yeah. stuff. And even I've if you do know it, they I've still do. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. You go, you go ahead. I was gonna say I've been to a gym for like so many so many years, and I've had a lot of different like workout buddies over the years, and it's just like some people are pretty pretty fried, or just mm -hmm. don't know much when they're first starting off. Which makes sense, like you don't really learn most of this stuff in school. Yeah, no, it gives you it definitely gives you also uh, workouts to try if you haven't done it before. Like, mm -hmm. a, like if, even if you're working out shoulders or like chest area, whatever, if they have a new one you want to try out, you go to the gym. Like, oh, I'll work that into my set. You know it. I kind of felt like even though I wasn't learning, I kind of felt motivated watching them. I was like, watching them, like, oh, hell yeah, I need to go for like, I got to need to go to the gym tonight. Nice. Exactly. I mean, I love how I turned this uh, this anime um, podcast about getting smarter into working out. No, I mean, yeah. as much as I don't have any interest in this particular anime, I agree with you. I have to agree with you that this fits within our category because it's an anime that makes you smarter about a certain topic and. Being fit is important. Like, I don't personally care for an anime to teach me how to be fit, but being fit, being healthy, eating healthy is very important, in my opinion. And my opinion is correct and objectively right in I this case. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I personally don't care about being fit and healthy, but I see how people do. <laughs> so no, no, no. I mean, I do. I just I'm don't care about the anime. Because there is another anime that I watch to get uh, inspired to get fit. And that anime is Keijo. I knew it. Yes. Keijo <laughs> will make you five billion times smarter, bro. Bro, can you even get fit without flipping a girl with her bikini with your nipple? Like, are you even trying at getting fit? I know. We're talking about being fit, bro. And you know what? I mean, Keijo, it like, it opens up your mind, man. Because it's like, look at all these beautiful women, you know, have, doing these beautiful sports, physical sports. But it's also so meta because it's, you know, it's talking about all these different attacks from different anime. It's like, it's a battle shonen, but like, so much better. Like, okay, but this is like, this. imagine One Piece, but they find a One Piece in every single episode. It's amazing. That's Keijo. When was the Philosophy of Keijo video coming out, though? Yes, please. Yeah, try something new, Animac, on YouTube. You definitely won't get destroyed by the <laughs> algorithm. <laughs> we'll post it on my channel. It's fine there. We'll, we'll both get destroyed by the algorithm. That's fine. <laughs> At this point, the Rank of Fate channel will probably do the best there. I remember when like, I first started watching anime, Shikamaru was always like a bit of an inspiration. He was someone I kind of related to. Like, lazy, kind of like, well, he was more than kind of smart. But like, I don't know, he kind of he kind of inspired me. In a way or someone i at least related to as like a smart character i feel like a lot of times when you watch like um western tv like the smart people always come off as like nerds or like losers but like in anime sometimes <laughs> they're, they're the cool one you know? yeah no i i saw shikamaru and i'm like dude i really want to play chess and then i played chess i'm like yo this fucking sucks <laughs> <laughs> i thought you were gonna say like it was actually a fun game but like, i know it was fun but i suck at it so bad yeah. i am not shikamaru dude no chess yeah, is like, fun beat azuma like his first time playing yeah, <laughs> chess is definitely fun. Like me and my bro uh, Gozen, we play, and then it's like a big rivalry because we're brothers. It's like who's gonna win, and then it, it can get you know mentally draining because it's like there's a lot more to it 
It's like a big um, it's an ego emotional match, you know. By the way, I forgot to mention, we are over 30,000 subscribers now on the Rank Cafe YouTube channel. So thank you guys so much. And we are, are we? approaching awesome. 5,000 followers on Twitch too. So that's awesome, everybody. I don't know if I'm subscribed. Bro, I swear we hit 25K like so recently. This is this is unreal. 100K, yeah. here we come. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we really appreciate And we've been growing really, we've been getting like um, 2,500 downloads to 3,000 downloads per day on the other non-YouTube, non-Twitch related so, uh, media such as Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. So that's really awesome. Uh, we appreciate every single one of you. And if you want to help the podcast, uh, definitely follow us on Twitch and YouTube and give us some ratings and reviews, five stars, preferably wherever you watch the podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, whether it's CastBox, iTunes, whatever. That definitely helps get the podcast out there, promoted to more people. And everybody wins. Cool. Does anyone else have any uh, smart anime they want to talk about? Yeah, I can do one. Okay. Uh, one that I really liked. I mean, uh, let's get it out of the way because I'm sure a lot of us are thinking it. Death Note. Death Note, yeah. Okay. And I really like Death Note because of the... Potato chip? Sorry? Potato chip? Yeah, yeah I mean, because of the potato chip. But, <laughs> no, the smartest character in Death Note, Misa Amane. No, uh, <laughs> I loved Death Note because it's such a great battle of wits between mm -hmm. L and Light, and oh, within yeah. that, within that uh, context, there's a lot of really smart things going on that make you think, that make you entertained. Um, not every piece of media can do a battle of wits really well. Like you'll have like sometimes it'll happen where you won't you won't be able to follow what's actually going on because the battle of wits is happening kind of like too abstractly or it will be very simple or they'll be looking at just like one of the characters too much or and not enough of the others so that you don't really know what the other guy is thinking i think death note handles it really really well and it definitely is an anime that makes you smarter it also comes at you really fast and by the time you understand what just happened they hit you with something else like my favorite mm -hmm. moment in death note uh was when uh Elf, like a uh, light, first interacted on TV with, uh, um, well, Kira first interacted with uh, L, right? Yes. When uh, he yes. put on the phony on thing. So it was like, cool, I'll just kill this guy right now. And then he uh, writes in the death note, cool, he's dead. L comes on, like, oh, wow, can't believe you actually did that. I'm like, wow, that was so smart. And then he goes, psych, actually, I just found out your location based on the TV I was streaming at. Psych. Also, you go to the school, have fun with that. And I'm like, <laughs> all this is happening so fast and like so strategically smart. It was great. Yes. It's weird for like fast and smart to be in the same category. So I think they do that really well. Yeah, Because a lot of shows bullshit their own kind of like smartness. They kind of mm -hmm. make up their own rules to where uh, Death Note seems a lot more realistic. Yeah, no game, no life. <clears throat> Oh, I'll talk about no game no life. You want me to talk about no? You won't. Smart and You will not talk about no game no life in this podcast. So what? What I've realized is like my first run through of no game no life. It's like I didn't really understand. Like I didn't really understand it as much. And then I'm like, this bullshit. They're making up their own rules. And then I watched it a second time. I'm like, clearly, all the people who don't like no game no life are just not intellectual enough. Of course, of course. The point that I love. I love No Game No Life, but I also hate it because like there are moments in the show I'm like, did you really just try to like pull that off as oh I'm smart? Yeah, I know. But there's a I moment know. where there's a video Corey game. Lands on the side. Yeah, they're in a game and like 
randomly they just like oh we figured out the algorithm by doing math so we just kind of figured out where the npcs will go and we're like what <laughs> so i wanted i want to actually talk about that so sora and shiro are a good contrast and it makes you realize that sometimes the smartest people like math wise or in a very like specific area sometimes aren't the best like applying that to life I feel like Shiro without Sora yeah. would be like useless. Even though Shiro is clearly like mathematically way smarter than our main character, mm-hmm. she's not as smart as our main character because our main character is kind of more well-rounded. He has charisma and communication skills and is smart in so many different areas and excels in so many different areas that he's able to outsmart people. While Shiro is kind of like, yeah, I could beat chess grandmasters 20 out of 20, but like this game of chess isn't the normal game of chess. I'm useless. Yeah. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Touch-free QR code payments. No seller fees until 2021. Not applicable to PayPal here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal. So uh, take that out of Mac. So back to Death Note. Yeah, I thought it was really cool how in episode two, you already get that big moment between Kira and L that you mentioned, Dakota. That's that's episode two. So you're already hooked. And after that, to me, it's just a wild ride. And I love it. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Blue versus red. Let's do it. Uh, so I just donated 100 bits to say no game in your life is obviously the most important anime of our time. It shows you that you can only be a genius if you're into incest. All right. Let's move on. Okay. Axel, well, thank ahead. you. Thank you for the donation. But we don't support... The, this nonsense clearly recreators is the most important anime of the modern times. Anyways, they're not related by blood. So I shouldn't <laughs> talk about Oriamo. Uh, um, so <laughs> so in the <laughs> so Pet Girl of uh, Sakurazo is one. Oh that, wow! Yes, yes. Uh, really hit me for as far as like getting me motivated to learn more and like progress with things I'm interested in. Um, and I don't see many people talking about it lately, which sucks because it's such a great show. Uh, but throughout the show, like the main character basically has to learn that you can't just skate by on nothing. Or, like you have to actually get motivated. And I think that was like a really great message to send. It's also kind of like how we we're talking about earlier with YouTube, where um, you kind of got to do the things you love and not the things mm-hmm. that people are expected of you. Because uh, Sheena has like a really big problem with the whole thing where everybody just saying, you're really good at art. Just do fucking art. And she's like, nah, I want to make manga or anime. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of uh, chasing your dreams, One Piece taught me to chase my dreams. That's my One Piece reference for the stream. Uh, I was going to say it taught me how to sail, but... <laughs> <laughs> Luffy taught me how to swim. Luffy taught me Oh, look at this. Um, Animac making uh, One Piece references that make sense. This is the worst time. What, bitches? Okay. Um, I want to talk about Ghost in the Shell. Okay. Both the movies and the standalone complex TV series. Because it's really not that easy to find good, realistic sci-fi media in general. I mean, there are books and, and stuff, novels. But in terms of like mainstream media, I think Ghost in the Shell does a really good job of kind of predicting what the future might look like in, let's say, 30 to 40 years. 
in terms of um, cybernetics and uh, all that type of stuff, but also within that, it, it does such a good job of asking the question of what does it really mean to be human? Uh, how does all of this relate to philosophy, to human nature, to interactions between each other? So it's a sci-fi, but it's not a sci-fi in the sense that, oh, we got this technology, now let's battle each other to see who's the best. It's like, how does this reflect on society, on human nature? It's very philosophical in that sense. And it does have, uh, you know, major fan service. Get it? Hey, major fan uh, service. But I, so I, still, uh, I still love it. So another one that uh, is kind of brings science elements in, even if it's not like in a purely scientific way, is Bunny Girl Senpai, where each different art... No. Okay. I mean, keep going, keep going. Like, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll get this later. Hold on, keep going. Uh, where each different arc at least vaguely revolves around different quantum uh, principles or f philosophical ideas. I know it doesn't do it flawlessly, but at least brings up the uh, topic of like, this is something you can look into if you're in your cat. And... Yeah, it's honestly, like basic introduction stuff. Honestly, Definitely. I did not care for that part of Bunny Girl Senpai at all. I thought it was all so contrived and made no sense. Absolutely, it was. I, I totally liked the relationship dynamic between the two main characters much more so than them trying to tie it into like these mathematical principles where I was like, this yep. is I a will... stretch. Yeah. I like it because um, they do bring it up, but they like kind of reference it. They're like, Hey, this is probably the cause of this. And then they deal with the problem. They never bring it up. Like that's the, the cause of like um, uh, the cat. Like that's not the reason how they got it fixed. Um, it just it's just, they mention it. Yep. Yeah. So they're like, uh, cause I remember when they first brought that up, Oh yeah. Astronomer's cat. And I'm like, um, no, that's not, not at all what that is. But yeah, okay. I, I see it more as like a jumping off point for like, this is something you might be interested in if this kind of thing. But definitely people you know. like definitely reached into like looking up more of like f philosophical and like other scientific terms uh, exactly. and got into those theories because they're really interesting to read up on. But there's no introduction into like somebody, your friend's like a walk up to you, go, yeah, dog, uh, Sharmer's cat, pretty cool shit, read that. <laughs> so. Jen, thank you so much for the thousand bits. You're awesome. Oh, thank you very much. And why is no one picking up my discussion about Ghost in the Shell, guys? All right, so Ghost in the Shell um, is pretty cool. Uh, I really like Laughing Man arc. That's probably one of my favorite ones. Yes, it's great. Yeah, it also it just dives into the whole, like, you know, uh, how far are you willing to go for technology and your own humanity? Um, because everybody seems at this point in time in like the timeline of the world, everybody's like, oh, a cool new robotic eye? Yeah, sure, just take mine, whatever, I don't care. You know, everybody's exchanging out parts for like robot parts just out of the whim. So, which is why I like that one character who just keeps human. Like, he's like, nah, none of that, none of that robot stuff in me. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I, cause I wonder, it, it asks the question, it's like, what does it mean to be human? If you're all machine, are you still human because you have a human consciousness or is something fundamental lost in that process that you can get back? It, it really makes you think. Mm -hmm. People keep on uh, bringing up Dr. Stone. I think we have to talk about it. Yeah. I let's talk about Dr. Yet, Stone. So let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Science rules. Well, it's pretty cool. Like seeing, like if you were to go back to the past or like get it put in it like the earth were to go in a state like as if you lose all your technology and all your development but you already have knowledge of like how to do things or like stuff that we've already discovered as like humankind to, uh you could probably rush through 
like the process a lot faster and it's cool because they really do use like real world science to uh mm. to do stuff anyone else uh, have anything to say about dr stone i like that the two like the other two side characters that aren't the uh cars ripoff um don't really know as much about science so it's not just like they go back in time they're like oh i'm a modern person i know how to make a cell phone from nothing like it's you have to actually be equipped with the knowledge you can't just go back and understand yeah it's realistic if i were to go back i'd be like i guess i'm living here now spear (laughs) where is the animal (laughs) i didn't know to do any of that shit uh, my favorite part about Dr. Stone, although not seeing it, but knowing the premise, is the idea uh, the idea of what will bring back society, power or knowledge, to where when the, um, when the one guy's like, cool, we're going to find out all this cool science stuff, we're going to bring these people back, but we gotta, we got to make sure that we rebuild society right. Um, the other guy comes in and he's like, I could just beat all your asses right now and be done with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like that, it comes down to like, uh, what's the best option for humanity's sake, knowledge or just the power of um, democracy? And by democracy, I mean I beat you up, and if you don't like what I'm saying, I'll beat you up again. Okay, well, well that, mean, that would be democracy. democracy. You know? That would be authoritarianism. Yeah, yeah. But he also had the thing like he didn't want to like revive all the adults because he's like, once we revive them, which is true in a sense war is going to break out people are going to be like well i own this property before so i still own this space and yeah. then like there's going to be a war over like resources and all that stuff stuff that's happened time and time again in the past it's going to repeat itself so he was saying let's select only like a select few or only younger people to start this next generation which makes sense in a way but it's also like you're killing all those people you could potentially save yeah, I there's two levels I think to Doctor Stone. Uh, the first level is the practical science stuff that you learn through it, and it's really cool because yeah, this is stuff we don't ever think about because we have the privilege of living in a modern technological society. But then they go back, they're like, actually, yes. Yeah, so to create soap, you need this. You know, to cure disease, you need this, uh, and and all that type of stuff. And I think it's really cool. The other level is the philosophy behind it. So the whole idea of let's try to recreate society as much as it was before or no let's start from scratch and even if we have to sacrifice people let's start a new better society i actually made a whole video on this uh the philosophy the radical philosophy of dr stone so i that is my favorite part of the whole show is the that it really asks these interesting philosophical questions and it's like whose side are you on and why really that's the type of stuff i really do enjoy and actually the idea that i got for this um podcast topic was my brother goes and on the anime opera channel made a video best geniuses in anime and he was talking about like uh i think light um shikamaru, shikamaru and uh lelouch from code gs and i was like yeah you know what a lot of anime they really do make you think and let's talk a bit about that on the podcast like what anime make you smarter but i agree with dr stone i think there's some really cool stuff there Mm-hmm. I love how they make all these characters that are, I've already said this, but like these smart characters in anime are actually badasses. Like even Shiroi from Log Horizon, there's like an endless list of these super smart characters that are actually like good role models or like are actually normal people or cool individuals versus what is often depicted. I won't and get into, oh, sorry, good. I was going to say thank you, Star Planet and Sam the Gunman for subscribing. Go ahead. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm not gonna get in Log Horizon, but my favorite thing about Log Horizon is to get in there and like, okay, cool. How quickly can we fuck up the game? 
Like, how can we break this so hard? It's like every speedrunner's dream. Yeah, I'm um, saying that's what, well, that's what actually <laughs> happened, though. No one would fucking follow the rules and, like, if there's a way to exploit stuff in a game, people will do it until a patch is made and then they can't do it anymore. So, mm -hmm. like, all these all these anime that go in video games and there's none of this ex exploitation, like, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, uh, last thing I'll say about Dr. Stone, um, the mitochondriac is a powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> I haven't watched the show yet, so give me a break. I'm well, sure you're not like, wrong. Come you're out of high school wrong. knowing that you're good. That's all you need to know. That's all we learned, right? Yeah. That's what my American high school diploma is all good for. Yeah. It's the mitochondriac. Um, so, uh, Code Geass. Am I right? <laughs> kind of. Like, Code Geass, Code Geass is very interesting. But, you know, they do, Code Geass also has its moments where it's kind of like, what? Why? You know? Like the whole Euphemia moment, also the wrong use of the king in chess when uh, Schneisel moves the king to put the other king in check. Like you can't, you're putting yourself in check, man. That is not a thing. So Code Geass is very entertaining and Lelouch is a genius, but it's like... When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's, it doesn't necessarily make you as, as, as much smarter as certain anime do. Yeah, I think it's uh, the a cool distinct, uh, distinct contrast between Death Note and Code Geass, where Code, uh, Death Note will make you intrigued on, like, basic human interaction with like trying to one up somebody or trying to um, play your cards right to make sure they fall on somebody else to where code Geass is that falls in that category of where they kind of make up their own rules. And when they do something, it's just, it benefits only the show and not you. Yeah. But also the, the big ending of season one where um, they cause a whole war and genocide based on a joke is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, hilarious, but is a genius. If I told you to kill literally everybody with my power. <laughs> imagine, like, this will be crazy. This will be so crazy. But imagine I told you to just murder everyone. Oh, shit. I accidentally just did it. <laughs> oh, God. Anybody have smart anime? I'm trying to think of, like, smart characters. I think I might be out of uh, smart anime. Other than, like, you know, Sanji took, uh, taught me not to waste food. Oh, my God. Um, Yujiro uh, Hanma taught me how to fight an earthquake. Science. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of, like, philosophical anime that I really like that teach you about society, human nature, and philosophy. Or, you know, 
te- they teach you certain things about certain philosophers and philosophies, but they make you think. You know, that's the important thing. They're not necessarily, yeah. you know, brainwashing you to thinking a certain way, but they make you ask questions. And, you know, I can think of like Psychopaths, Evangelion, Knights of Sidonia, like all these um, was... mostly sci-fi anime. They really include a lot of interesting philosophical concepts and questions that I feel broaden your horizons and make you smarter overall. Oh. Let's go, go, let's go, go, squeeze. We're going, growing, standing tall, climbing, laughing, hide and seeking, giving our all. Our kids' days are filled with adventure, and Go Go Squeeze is there for every run, jump, step of the way. Made from wholesome ingredients like 100% fruit and veggies, real yogurt, and no artificial anything. In Go Anywhere pouches, so our kids can keep going wherever their adventures take them. Go Go Squeeze, you make the memories, we'll make the snacks. Find us in the applesauce aisle. Let's go. There's so many anime, even anime that we talked about today, we'd even get into like a lot of the philosophy. Like, um, Cold Geass, for example, wasn't Charles like I feel like it does his his standpoint still makes you think. I don't agree to, with discrimination, but when he talks about equality and how we're all different and we shouldn't be treated, we shouldn't pretend like we're, the, we're all the same or everyone's the same because we're not, everyone's different in their own unique way, type of thing. And if you mm-hmm. treat like everyone's the same, then it's like that's communism. Um, I thought that was interesting, but then obviously he goes way further with like discrimination and stuff. He's also yeah, like, uh, oh, also uh, fuck these lower people, <laughs> fuck every so all the people that are different in like, but like you're also fuck. inferior to me and my race. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah. I don't support communism. I only support communism. So, communism Com- political philosophy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, someone talks about Steins Steinsgate, uh, yes, and. It makes you interested because I did like when I watched Steins Gate, I immediately researched so much time travel shit. Like, and the, and the cool thing about Steins Gate is they reference a lot of shit that happens in real life, like the, the John Titer and the uh, the yes. um, black hole research that Russia was doing. All of it was real. Like, this yeah. actually fucking happened. Um, to each one success or and order some guy on the internet, yes. But how they incorporated that was so great. Also, I have a question later. Remind me. Um. So it actually, like, I feel like, like, obviously, time travel, you could kind of bend your physics to the way you want. But I think it did a good job with the butterfly effect of explaining what it was. Mm -hmm. And I think they did a fantastic job differentiating the the difference between staying on the same world line versus when it spread out to another world line. Like, in the end of the series, when um, Okabe uses an actual time machine to travel to the past, he is literally traveling back on the same world line, which is why there are two Okabe's versus every time he was sending his memories back to the past, it was yeah. a completely different thing. And he had to, that's like his reading Steiner was the only way he was able to like remember the future and remember what happened on a previous world line. So it was like, they did a good job differentiating it. And I was watching Harry Potter last night. Um, which one was it? Number three, the one with Prisoner time travel. And I was able to, exp- like, I was literally explaining this to my girlfriend. I'm like, she's like, this doesn't make any sense. Time travel is bullshit. I'm like, technically, the difference between swapping lines and staying on the same line. And if, like, they, had a, if they had a B-51 typewriter, man, game over. Easy. <laughs> All right, uh, what did you have to say, by the way, Dakota? You said you had a question for later. Oh, God. It was about, um, God, it was about Psychopaths. I was going to ask uh, Animac how he felt about Psychopaths since he liked uh, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, I really like Psychopaths. I mean, season two wasn't as good, but it was still interesting. I, I don't think season two was as bad as many people are making it out to be, but season one was better. 
think and, it was bad and different, but different. Um, and I, I understand why season two is bad. Um, but what about the movie too? You like the movie? Yeah, I do. I think yeah. that, and actually, Psychopath is apparently coming back in the fall. Yep. Really? Yeah, like that's what I heard. That like, there's like gonna be another season, and I didn't even know there would be one. So now I'm very excited. But yeah, Psychopath mm-hmm. is great because, like, we're in this society that is not too far from our own, right? And but it's there's very big issues with it in terms of technology, in terms of all this stuff. And then it asks us, you know, are we heading in this direction? And if we are, what are the drawbacks? Like, yes, technology has a lot of benefits in terms of convenience and having fun and all this other stuff. But what are the drawbacks? And then we have a villain in season one, especially whose ideology is very relatable in the sense that he's he's pointing out all the flaws in this society. But then he does horrible things that you can never support. Mm-hmm. So you you see where he's coming from, but you also can't ever support him. He's clearly a villain. And yeah, it's very interesting. You could kind of understand why they're doing what they're doing, but still it's like you're taking it too far or like you're a shitty person beyond like just some level of relatability. The um, thing about psychopaths for me um, is you're right, because everybody in the society, we live, first of all, we live in a society. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Second of all, we uh, we have all like the problems that are dealt with with uh, in the world of psychopaths, like in this show, season one. All the problems we see are affecting maybe like what 20 30 people within like hundreds of thousands of people millions of people they're living just fine it's like all a lot of these problems are internal problems yeah like so it's kind of like you think like is it really that bad of a world to live in is 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 japan really that bad right now if i was an average guy going to his job i might be okay as long as my psychometers go up so true it makes you it makes you think yeah, for the average person, yeah, it would probably be the, a utopia. Uh, but for people who have like a really bad day at work, and quote the Joker, it only takes one bad day to fuck up your entire <laughs> life, right? <laughs> they um, might kill you before. I just want to thank Jen again. Jen Mary says for another thousand bits, you absolute Chad lad. Jen Marie, I think I think uh, it's a Chad lass. Oh. But uh, yeah, no, I think that's a good point. It, it reminds me of, and I think it's actually directly inspired uh, by Philip K. Dick's uh, idea of uh, future crime, which is in Minority Report, if you guys have seen mm-hmm. Minority Report. It's this idea that we've found a way to predict when crime is going to happen in the future in order to create a crime-free society. But then that requires punishing people for committing a crime that they didn't commit yet. So it's like, yeah, and these people might be the minority that are actually getting punished, but is a society just if even a few people suffer for the yeah, sake if, of if everyone? Yeah, if it's like they're 99.9% effective for that point, mm. like, like that point one or point zero one type of thing, um, it's like, are you just, you're putting people in prison or like whatever they did in that movie for something they haven't committed yet and potentially won't commit to make society better. Yeah, and the same yeah. concept is with the, uh, it is in psychopaths, right? It, you know, your but, your mind is clouded now. You might commit a crime. We have to, you know, yeah. imprison. But then you could argue it's like, okay, like the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the fewer one. It's like, okay, these 0.01 are getting screwed over, but crime is at a 0% rate. Yeah, and we're saving it, it, thousands a, of lives daily, type of thing. It's a similar concept to um, Death Note and Kira's ideology. It's like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna kill a bunch of people including some people who maybe don't deserve it, but the end result will be a crimeless society. So, you know, 
I think it's worth it. Like that's what Light would say. So mm-hmm. you know, you wonder because you know there's these calculations that will say it's like, hey, actually, Light by killing all these criminals, he saved I don't know like millions of lives. So but he's yeah, also he saving those like people. saving those lives through fear. A lot of people are scared that they could commit a crime and get killed for it. Yeah, when it's like not even that serious of a crime. Like everyone is super scared and like running. I don't know. We've seen running a country or uh, through fear never really works. But yeah, like because Kira, Kira reduces global crime rates by quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But the way he does it is not necessarily moral. So it's like, do the ends justify the means? I would say no. I mean, I'm not saying that he doesn't have the right idea, and I'm not saying that there aren't criminals out there who deserve punishment. But when he goes as far as to, you know, kill policemen or other people who are not even criminals or like minor criminals, for you know, that's going too or far. People who were on the run who weren't in prison, because someone's mentioned that he was killing prisoners who weren't innocent. But if someone yeah. committed a crime and hadn't had a trial yet and isn't in prison, which he definitely did, it's like you killed that person without 100% certainty that they actually did it, right? Yeah, so it was basically to him as like any um, amount of sacrifice is justified in order to achieve my end goal, so I don't care. But I think Imagine that's you're going you're serving to a prison term and you're like on your last day and like like gets your name that day. <laughs> it's like, bro, I I I, I was just I pirating anime, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was just pirating some hentai, bro. <laughs> You wouldn't steal a car, would you? Then you wouldn't illegally download music. All right, cool. You downloaded this uh, track of um, Eminem. Dead. Man Cafe anime <laughs> podcast illegally. How dare you? Yeah, I would download a car. I would download a car. No. Yeah, like the Man Cafe anime podcast is free, but you better not download it illegally. How dare you? Oh yeah. Um, Going back to the anime we were talking about before this, um, that I didn't mean to change topics on. <clears throat> what was it again? Yeah, it's very hard to stay on topic on this stream. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, before Psychopaths. We were talking about One Piece. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> One Piece taught me how to love and care and want to live, thanks to the best waifu, Nico Robin. Wow. Thank you. I mean, um, objectively wrong, but I think he's talking about One Piece. Who would be better? Who would be better? Um, I like Nami better, and he, Nami's not even best girl. We're all talking about Boa Hancock here, man. She You're not wrong, looks down bro. on you so much that she fucking looks up. That's fair. All right, go like, ahead. Change off. the title of the podcast. We're doing Waifu Wars now. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got my One Piece in. What were you, you going to say, Axel? Or... Oh, no, it was just more One Piece. I'll stop by the way, everyone in the chat, and if you want to watch Rank Cafe Live, you can uh, follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Rank Cafe, and that's where we go live. Everyone in the chat, if Rank Cafe was an anime, what would it teach you? Let us know. It would See? teach you about JoJo references. <laughs> I've been here once, but I know it'll teach me to remind me to watch One Piece. Please do. <laughs> I, I, I've been. I, I'm on a journey right now to watch One Piece. Um, I'm on right after the time skip right when they're underwater and about to go to mermaid island or mermaid island whatever it was fishman um, island fishman island that's it uh, i'm right there oh, i've so now you, watched you. one piece three times 
Yeah, Mermaid Island. Mermaid Island is the triple yeah. um, X OVA. <laughs> I love how Sanji like achieved his dream on that island. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Jen Marie, another thousand bits. You absolute mad lad. Have a great class. I hope it goes well and a great rest of the day. Mad lass, bro. Mad lass. Mad lass. Um, one, two, three, four, five hundred bits from Prof Krager, thirty-nine. Thank you, and sixty-nine bits. Good, a good number from S Roy to Thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank you guys for sure. Really appreciate it. Um, also, uh, the chat is saying that they would learn that Digimon is the best isekai from the Rant Cafe anime. This is false. You also taught them how to piss in a bed. Yeah. Hey. yeah. This is false. And uh, stop it. Now, <laughs> uh, what, one thing I want to bring up is I feel like a lot of like historical anime, if done well, will teach you a lot about history. Uh, so, for example, Dororo will teach you about like pre-Edo Japan where everything was like horrible war and suffering. And it's like... Yo, I really appreciate being alive in this era because that shit was rough, bro. Yeah. Um, uh, also, one piece will teach you about like real world pirates back in the day. Sorry, go ahead. Adam. No, it's not real world, man. Pirates don't have rubber powers, okay? Um, the, the, after real people. Some of, some of the uh, yeah main antagonists are main, uh, named after real pirates. Oh, uh, Vinland Saga. Ooh. Yes. I'm actually working on a video right now. I got the script done. I just got to record it and, and, and get it edited. But... I'm working on a video on Vinland Saga and talking about that whole, how that historical period teaches you about the nature of war and how, you know, even if you want peace and you would not, you know, you're not a violent person, sometimes war comes to you and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, you, it's not by no fault of your own. You end up in a situation where, you know, I got to fight or I'm screwed. And I think that's something that uh, we often don't talk about nowadays because we're like, well, war is bad. Let's avoid war true but sometimes it's not up to you and that's you know something you teach in like uh, learning international relations you can be a country that just wants to mind its own business but if a bunch of countries around you want to attack you what are you going to do right so or you could be a citizen who wants to mind his own business and then get drafted or exactly you're, yes you're all called your uh, your government wants to fight everyone around you yeah correct so that's another uh, example history in anime i would like to thank the fate franchise for making literally everybody in history a waifu yes that's well not... done <laughs> i man uh, uh maria antoinette just as i remember her a small lolly girl perfect king arthur thanks anime <laughs> king um, arthur great waifu yeah by the way, Black Dot forty four in the chat says Rank Cafe taught me that Guren Lagan is best anime. Correct. You win the prize of actually paying attention in class. Uh, so as far as historical figures, we can go to the anime that takes place in the year five thousand with uh, the Count of Monte Cristo, which is like based on the book. Yeah, God, that's really, I really interesting. Really want to watch that. Yeah, yeah. same. Fun um, fact. So many good things. Fun fact, uh, Count of Monte Cristo is my favorite novel. Me too. So, so really? Yeah, awesome. I, I read the unabridged, like, 1,200-page version, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. absolutely love it. And I know the story, and I like it. <laughs> Gankutsu is fun, but it's not as good as the book, because the book goes into so much more detail. Yeah. But Gankutsu is definitely worth watching. Axel, um, how far are you in Vinland Saga? Definitely just the first volume. Okay, so I feel like you're gonna love it because apparently it's very historically accurate. Yeah, well, even from what I saw there, like it's pretty 
spot on as far as like Viking tactics. Like you could almost like theorize what's going to happen later in the story based off what happened if you actually know your history well. This is Briggs uh, casually asking me to plan a video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, Put that degree to work. Donari, in the, Donari in the chat said, Count of Monte Cristo is fiction. Don't lie, okay? Don't you lie. He's real in our hearts. Yeah. No, it is It is fictional novel, but it is. it takes place in the early to mid 1800s so it is based on a on a specific fictional period and it's not supernatural the original book right so it all that could realistically happen yeah. yeah yeah it's good as far as like putting a setting and like learning about a time period but like obviously the events are yeah fiction mm -hmm. although there are some inspiration from real world events but they were different mm -hmm. but man that man holds a grudge for so long and rightfully so yeah rightfully so <laughs> yeah but then the ending i'm not gonna talk about it. i love the ending because it's not as simple you know it's not that simple in the end it's not like an action movie where you just kill all the bad guys and you're like yeah america <laughs> yeah. even just the beginning of that book in the prison like it's so good yes yes he loses everything bro but it's only when he loses everything that he realizes who he really is i gotta rewatch that or where you read we watch the play read do everything with that <laughs> yeah refresh my memory of all the events all the creators no yeah for sure any other anime that we need to pressingly talk about before we wrap it up and by the way nox isn't here so we can't get him to read the reviews but we haven't forgotten he will be reading the reviews in an upcoming episode we're gonna make sure that he does it make sure that if you do write a review i can't read if What's you, the uh, reviews, by the way? I never caught that. It's basically if you want to review or rate the podcast on like iTunes or whatever, then Knox will read in his crazy voice the reviews. And usually people will write the words Full Metal Alchemist so that Knox can pronounce it properly. And, oh. uh, and basically, reviews and ratings is how you how podcasts get promoted, right? So if you. How, like, let's say you're an Apple podcast and you have a lot of five-star reviews, More pe people are more likely to see it pop up in the search gotcha. than, so, yeah. Two things. Number one, uh, last thing I want to mention, Love is War. Ooh. Totally great psychological slice of life. It's just two people that like each other but don't want to say it, so they try to make the other person say it. And it's like death with, with romance and yeah. slice of life. Yeah. And a waifu. And um, they're... Sorry, go ahead. No, that's... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of complexities between you know human relationships. You know the man woman romance relationship. There's a lot of stuff going on, especially like in the people's heads as they're trying to you know woo someone or whatever. So I think that anime does a good job of kind of like dra like, dramatizing yeah. that. Yeah, it's like what do I say in return? Oh my god. Okay, I finally figured out the best phrase. I'll say this, and then it blows up in their face, and they're like, "How do I recover?" Oh god. Okay, cool. Uh, second of all. Can I read one? Am I in a deep voice and sexually? Ooh, yeah. I'm done. S send it to Dakota if you can. Just back. one. Just one. Uh, okay, I got it. You work on that. I'll talk about how... Uh, Love of the War is great. It is. But, but uh, Berserk taught me that life isn't fair. Berserk taught me that Griffith needs to die in a fucking hole. He didn't Berserk taught wrong. me that Griffith didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Griffith did everything <laughs> wrong. What do you... <laughs> Uh, Maiden Abyss taught me the best way to break an arm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, so... A bunch of people were saying in chat that they were surprised that I didn't bring up Great Teacher Onizuka since it's like one of my favorite anime. Oh, JT, I, don't, yeah, I, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it taught me really, like other than like the treasure, cool like guy. friendships and like human interaction. Sometimes like even more important. He's than... literally a teacher, Briggs. <laughs> he teaches. Oh, um, assassination classroom. You're right. Dakota, I um, sent yeah, uh, really the really link to the reviews on Twitter. Pick too. one. Yeah, just pick whatever one that you'd like. Okay, um, except the cookies. All right. Okay, this this is a JoJo's reference. Okay, the review of the Rand Cafe podcast. If JoJo had a podcast, this would be it. I don't know about you, but Zewardo. Best anime and memes are debated here at the Rant Cafe. If you want Germany's finest collaborer of anime debates, tournament brackets, and memes, then here is the full podcast review for you. From Nux's Fermentaro! Arumitamizo! Burando Hodo! To Animac singing sometimes, and Chad of Chad's himself, Briggs. Constant hate over Shoto Todoroki. This trio pillar men, alongside many wonderful guests, will entertain you with their commentary on many anime-related things. If you have time to kill and love anime, then put your this on your podcast. It will be the most fun you will have in Zerwardo! <laughs> From a space cowboy. Amazing. That was Amazing. Awesome, bro. I would love to get Dakota and Sea Dog here to have like a voice a actor. Voice off. No, lose 100%. Connor fucking has me hands down. He will I would love to do it. Don't get me wrong, but only for the showing of my total annihilation of bluffing and having a good voice. Yeah. The voice <laughs> off. And then after you guys try so hard to have these smooth voices, then Nux just starts screaming in the mic. <laughs> yeah, 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 100%. We can uh, find a yaoi. We could read that off. I don't know. So you guys just do reviews back to back to back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great... It's like a whole podcast just dedicated to reviews. And obviously <laughs> ASMR. But of course. All right. Awesome, guys. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. This was a very fun episode. I, I feel like we're all smarter today than we were yesterday. I feel smarter. Mm -hmm. Debatable. Absolutely. Joining me, and of course, all their channels will be linked in the description if you're watching on YouTube. If not, just Google... Briggs All Day Anime, Dakota Broski, Axelian YT, and of course, I have been Animac from Anime Uproar. Thank you everyone in the chat and for your donations on Twitch. We appreciate you. And we will be back again next week with another topic. And hopefully Nux will be back with his angelic voice to pronounce correctly. Furu Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Brotherhood. Or as uh, True Weeb say, Hagane no Renkind to Shoe. God damn it. <laughs> as always, guys, thank you so much for watching. And until next time, see ya, Space Cowboys. Bang. Bang. Bye. Shinpaku. Introducing touch free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle Pamperer. <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. 
Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Touch-free QR code payments. No seller fees until 2021. Not applicable to PayPal here transactions. Other fees may apply. Shop safe with PayPal. Right now, switch your family to T-Mobile and get four lines for $25 a line with AutoPay and 5G access included on America's largest 5G network. So don't wait. Get unlimited and nationwide 5G access for the whole family for just $25 a line. Visit a T-Mobile store or T-Mobile.com today. Plus taxes and fees. Customers may notice lower speeds and further reduction if using over 50 gigs a month due to data prioritization. Video at 480p. Unlimited while on our network. Qualifying credit and four plus lines required. Capable device required for 5G. Coverage not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain features. See T-Mobile.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.